What's up, you guys? Does capitalism get you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Then we invite you to be part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 58 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Lydia, and this week I got into a niche form of movies called long-form porn. (laughs) (laughs) Which I am very unfamiliar with. Very much so. And what, yeah, I mean... You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna love this. But as you know, I'm against porn. But this is different. <laughs> it's different. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You had a whole <laughs> podcast episode, just anti-porn podcast episode. Yeah. So this is a very interesting uh, turn of events. <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm host Courtney. <laughs> yeah, almost forgot to introduce myself there. I am Courtney. In case you didn't know. Um, and this week I also developed like a uh, unusual new interest slash obsession and that is keyboards randomly got interested in keyboards (laughs) she sent me a snap of like eight different keyboards like all stacked up she's like which one am i (laughs) i don't even remember which one am i gonna use this is so funny yeah so it's been a weird week for both of us let me explain myself please 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 do (laughs) please so pretty much like um me and my roommate um, often watch movies and like TV mm-hmm. shows like on this sketchy third party website that does streaming because I only have Netflix and Netflix doesn't have a lot of stuff even no. though they claim they have like the most stuff but I think they do not. they're like just fucking running out of ideas or something <laughs> like that or money because they just literally have nothing on Netflix so we were watching Austin Powers on this uh, movie streaming service and as you know like when you go onto those sketchy third party websites there's often like these um, ads all the time for porn for like sexy girls sometimes there's just tits in your face ass in your face like whatever so i always thought that this column next to where the movies show and there's like a lot of ass and tits and like some like hot girls and stuff i was always like oh those are just ads and i'm not going to click on them and after we watched austin powers we took a good hard look at what Why? exactly was going on <laughs> and I don't because it was on the big screen and I just never noticed that they might be real movies. <laughs> and <laughs> and we got like interested in it. And we were uh-huh. like, we what like what is this? So there was this one, Suburban Secrets. And <laughs> we like I clicked on it and it was a movie. It was a two hour and twenty-five minute movie. And we read the description and the description was like fucking insane. Like, I don't even know if I can <laughs> I can do it justice. It was so good. Like, it was like this guy, this sexy, sexy guy, a Nolson, Nelson. I don't even, I think his name was Nolson. And he was like, Nelson. Um, yeah, it was kind of a weird name. But he was like, um, he had this sister and he has this aunt and then there's like this girl who does like um porn like uh, photo shoots and stuff like that with this other girl and like it starts off with Uh the scene of the two of them like doing the photo shoot or whatever and then they're like in love and then that girl like moves away to new york to the big city to see her family and then she is like in this like weird kind of thing with these three other women where one of them is her aunt and then the other one is like her co-worker and her aunt is dating her ex-boyfriend nolson and nol so like it's so insane yeah what the hell so like a soap opera the niece and the aunt both dated this guy and then the niece finds out that she's still in love with nolson and then like just uh, find the yeah well once she sees him again because now uh-huh. she's like now he's like her uncle and it's like the whole thing. <laughs> oh. and, then, 
And then Nolson's sister is like obsessed with Nolson. Like she wants to fuck him. And like there was this whole, oh my God, it was insane. So at first we were really into the story, right? We yeah. were like obsessed with the storyline. Of course. And then we, like at the beginning of the movie, I think they like don't want to be too like this is porn. So mm-hmm. it was just like some making out. And it was like, you know, it was like a girl and another girl. So we were like, this is doable. Like we can get through this, right? Yeah. And um, we like got through it. And then the next scene, it was like a girl and a guy. And we were just like okay i guess we can try to get through this and we tried to get through it and then after that point we just skipped all the porn oh, okay and just <laughs> thank god and just watched for the storyline <laughs> so like we would be sitting there watching it and like and my roommate kayla she would be like she'd be like it, it was insane we were watching the niece and the aunt and kayla was like i'll bet you five dollars that they're gonna have sex i was like there's no way there's no way Needless to say, I owe my roommate five dollars. Ew! <laughs> Ew! It was so gross. That's and so then, like weird. the sister and Nolson, they were both. They had like maybe a forty-five minute altogether scene of them just like hooking up. Like he's in love with his sister. Forty-five and his sister is, like, minutes. Obsessed with him. Yeah. At first, it was just like it's a, like a quarter of the easy- movie. <laughs> Yeah, it was like an easy 15 minutes. And then we had to skip through so much because I would skip by like minute intervals because sometimes I wasn't sure. But at that point when we were watching the incest, I was like skipping five minute (laughs) intervals because it was taking so long. (laughs) I'm so glad you explained this because like you have such strong opinions about a porn but also yeah. sex scenes in movies and tv I know, you you, yeah. you don't like that you're no, not about them lydia i don't think that there's no there's no. no point like i i was just saying this to courtney a while ago like i was like what is the point of sex scenes in movies like nobody is enjoying this i don't know why it's here like and then courtney was like yeah we're basically just watching soft porn together and like if you're with your mom your grandma your family like you don't want to be watching people like making no. out it's so awkward, no if you right? want to watch porn like go watch porn you know like you yeah. don't need to have it in the movies it has so. no place it has no place in the general public's home basically mm-hmm. how needless i felt. to say i'm relieved <laughs> to hear the story when you first said that you got into long form porn i was like <laughs> it was a movie who are it's you what did art. you do with lydia <laughs> and you watched it with your roommate <laughs> Yeah. That's, yeah, that's acceptable. That so that's funny. you do it for the story, sure. That's I what all the guys the say. <laughs> that's yeah. important that they watch. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I, 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 I really just story. watched it because I was confused about the step stepdaughter and the father relationship, <laughs> and it was confusing. We were like, what the fuck is going on? It was crazy, and like, it was just about this, and like, we were expecting because they kind of baited us at the beginning Mm. of the movie with like just the girls right and we were like oh we can't wait to see Nolson because they were talking about how Nolson is just this passionate lover and Mm. how Nolson is just like he'll blow your mind and like once you have sex with Nolson like you'll never go back (laughs) and at one point in the movie one of the women who knows that Nolson is sleeping with his sister it's like midnight and she's like oh that lucky girl she's probably had like six orgasms by now Oh my god. And we were just, it's like Gossip and, Girl, but yeah. X-rated. Yeah. And Nolson, Nolson finally comes on screen. And like, no offense to Nolson, but he was not cute. Uh-oh. And, I was so, and we were so confused. And we were like, what the fuck? How is this guy getting all this pussy? <laughs> and then I realized. It's a budget this film. This was written. I, maybe it's a budget film. But it was written probably by a man. I would think so. For men. Uh, so, yeah. 
Yeah, a niece and an aunt <laughs> hook up, my girl. <laughs> so the reason why all these women were obsessed with this guy who isn't that cute is mm-hmm. because like if guys see fantasy. a really hot guy on yeah. screen and like eight women, including his family, want to fuck him, they're like, that could never be me. He's obviously That's too not sexy. Real. No. It's-, <laughs> it's because he's hot. That's the only reason that he's getting all these women. Mm-hmm. But if you put a not so hot guy there with no jawline in the movie, mm. then it's everyone... more relatable. Exactly. <laughs> there was a lot of thought put into this, oh, I think, boy. by the male director. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it was insane, and like this, it was it was crazy, and we're honestly thinking about watching another one because like it was so <laughs> fucking insane, and like it's just, just for the story, though. Yeah, pretty much just for the story. It's- just for the storyline and just for the story of being Netflix, like, we watched porn. This is what you've done. This is what you've done, Netflix. You've gone so downhill. People I have resorted Netflix. to watching long-form porn, but just skipping the sex scenes. <laughs> because I just can't deal with Netflix. <laughs> Take that in. Long-form porn has better storylines than, than Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah. So I'll keep you guys updated. And um, that was that. There's- there's so much more to say. Like they were, that it was, it was just insane. If you guys are ever like bored, that's what you could definitely do. That you could definitely. But make do sure that. you do it with a friend because it's less weird if you watch it with a friend. Apparently. I honestly think it is less weird if you do it with true. a friend. I really don't think it's true that if you watch porn with a friend, it's less weird. But would you have believed me that I skipped all the sex scenes if I watched it on my own? Yeah. Okay. Because you have such strong opinions about watching sex scenes. Okay. Okay, that's true. Okay. Solid, maybe. I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. <laughs> Thank you. You can watch it with your roommate if you'd like. I personally I would like that. might find it weirder, but you know what? <laughs> you do you. Everyone's different. You're a Pisces. She's a Virgo. Yeah, you know, everybody's choice. different. Yeah, for sure. My body, my choice. <laughs> Free Canada. Your, board, your choice, yeah. <laughs> oh my god they were so weird and even the writing like it was it just sounded like it was written by google translate or something like that like they had such weird wording and like it was just it was a lot it was Mm. such an experience it was crazy Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and it was the keyboards why do you have so many keyboards courtney god damn it i don't know (laughs) i think i'm looking for a distraction from my reality Mm. um i was at staples (laughs) like a week ago and they had some keyboards and i was just we made a dinner reservation across the across the parking lot and they were like it's gonna be 15 minutes so we walked around staples because there was nothing else to do so i was love just that. like clicking the keyboard um because yeah. it's fun and then i realized how much i love like clicky click keyboards like keyboards that of go course. click click oh. click that sound like a typewriter when you type them i was like it's so joyful yeah. to type on this like just yeah. it feels so nice um and then I couldn't stop thinking about it for the next few days. I was like, I really want a keyboard that goes clicky-click. Um, so then I started to do some research. So I was like, I'm going to buy one. Um, but then I learned that there's like a lot of things. They're mechanical keyboards, the ones that go clicky-click. I learned that there's a lot of things that you need to know about them to like buy one that you like. There's like different switches. Really? There's like tactile and linear. And then there's different color what? switches. And they all have What's like a different clicky-click. So linear, you don't like when you press it down, it just goes down. There's no like... Yeah feedback like no feeling that you've pressed the button it just straight down very smooth but tactile gives you a little like bump when you press the button that's so cool Um, they're like made for gaming mostly they're not really made for typing but yeah it's fine 
it's fine whatever that's um, so cool it's like it's like it gives you a 4d experience like yeah. it really brings typing into your reality exactly yeah that's yeah. so cool um and yeah so there's different like color switches that have some clicky click more some clicky click less some have different <laughs> sounds like all of these things that i had no idea about so then i was like i don't want to buy one on the internet <laughs> And then get it and not like it. Wait so long for it to arrive and then not like it. So then um, I bought a couple (laughs) with the (laughs) intention of returning the ones that I don't like. Um, And yeah, it honestly does make my life better. I haven't fully decided on the one yet. There's still one Mm. switch that I'm looking to try out. Um, So I'm still on the hunt for it around Victoria. It is the brown switch for those of you who know anything. The brown switch. Yeah. It's like um, it's tactile. Yeah. But it's like the least, some of them have really high pitch clicky clicks, which is fun for like two minutes and then it hurts my ears. It gets annoying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? It hurts your yeah. ears. It's that's mm-hmm. how, oh, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. Is it like, do keyboards only make the clicky click when they're plugged in or no. is it like a, just a reaction that the, it's made it's by the switch? Like, the yeah. Mechanics. So, no, it doesn't have to be <laughs> plugged in to make mm-hmm. the clicky click. It's just like the mechanics of the keyboard. And then I learned that you can like buy new keys for them and stuff like that and like customize your keyboard, which yeah. I'm kind of like into trying out now. Yeah, so now I've heard I of that. Somehow developed a keyboard obsession. <laughs> well if I, I basically a keyboard, I know who to yeah, go to. I basically will like want a gaming setup, but I don't want yeah. a game. Like that's essentially my goal now. <laughs> I want I want a gaming chair too. <laughs> Because they look so comfortable. Because these things are designed for people who spend literally their whole lives on the computer. So they're, like, bound to be the best. That's my thinking. Like, it's going to be the best ergonomics because they literally sit there all day. Best typing experience. People have found out that people like it when things say gaming in them. So sometimes, Mm -hmm. like, a piece of technology. I found this on Amazon. A piece of technology. For example, a mouse. I was looking for an ergonomic mouse, right? Because my hand was hurting. And (laughs) all of them. For gaming, 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 mm-hmm. gaming. I'm like, there's no way these are all for fucking gaming. It yeah. is a buzzword because at this point, all of the normies have caught on to the fact that gaming is like the best way to go, right? And now mm-hmm. like it's just completely taken over by this word that just means nothing at this point. So you have to be careful. <laughs> I will. It sounds like you're doing your research though. OG like gaming. <laughs> yeah. So I'll keep you updated on which Yay. keyboard I end up with. Don't worry, I'm not going to keep like just hordes of keyboards. I only plan on keeping <laughs> one and returning the others. I don't have the funds to just buy multiple <laughs> keyboards. But I will keep y'all updated on uh, which clicky click. I... I'll do a sound test for you guys once I get Ooh, it so you can hear yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be so great. <laughs> <laughs> the clicky click. All right, Lydia. So I'm going to take it off you guys oh oh right okay i have a little something for you guys before i get started just a little bit of like an intro i guess you can call it into my segment oh i can't hear anything i can hear it louder that's as loud as it goes maybe it's this anyways (laughs) i want to be the very best like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test, and to train them is my cause. I will travel across the land, searching far and wide, each Pokemon <laughs> to understand the power that's inside. That was beautiful. And I know it's my destiny. Pokemon, you're my best friend in a world we must defend. Just thank you, thank you. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> beautiful. Um, I 
really want to be a Pokemon master, you guys. Like, I've wanted this since I was a little a little girl. Um, you know, most little girls can't, are picturing their dream wedding, and most little girls are picturing, I don't fucking know, whatever else society tells them to. But I was, like, obsessed with being a Pokemon master, and I am willing to, like, reality shift into a world. Is that a question? Yes. It is a question from the audience. Uh, can <laughs> yes, you first audience? tell me what a Pokemon master is? That's, that's my first question. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. So... <laughs> So in order to be a Pokemon master, um, you need to basically have every single Pokemon and have knowledge of all of them and be the strongest trainer, okay? So mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that everybody kind of knows like the premise of Pokemon. I will get into it a little tiny bit, but I'm just going to assume that you know the premise is like these creatures that have different powers. There's like different types. There's like water, fire, grass, psychic ghost ground rock there's all kinds of different types poison electric i could go on and um these like you can you can catch them in your pokeball and you can like hold them and you can put them into like an electronic storage unit and that's where you have all of your pokemon the metaverse and you can kind of yeah metaverse <laughs> before the metaverse OG and you metaverse. Can, like, train them and get better and the premise of the game and of the of the anime and i'll be mostly going off of i'll be kind of like merging the two universes of the game and the anime together um in this opinion slash just conversation i guess um is to defeat gym leaders and that's how you get stronger you battle other trainers that you meet along the road of your journey and you defeat gym leaders and gym leaders are like the strongest people in their town so these are the people that you go up to and they normally have like a type specific strength so for example there could be a water gym and so for your water gym you have to think strategically what's good against water electric and grass and then you go and you fight those pokemon with those other types of pokemon and then you go to the rock gym and you're like okay what's good against rock and you have to catch pokemon that are good against that so water is good against rock psychic is good against rock and then you can kind of try to defeat like you have to think strategically you really have to like catch a lot of pokemon because rocks are unmovable except by psychics (laughs) i don't know i just made that up Actually, I think fighting is good against rock because it's like able to pummel the rock, unlike anything else. Like, for example, grass would be bad against rock because if you were to take an attack that's a grass type attack, such as razor leaf, and use it on a rock, nothing would fucking happen because the rock is harder than a blade of grass. What so, is grass effective against? Is there anything is in the world that grass is like, Whoa! a blade of grass? Yeah. Grass is effective against water. Why? <laughs> I don't know, Courtney. You just have to memorize these things if you're okay. going to be a Pokemon okay. master. All right. So there's no logic. <laughs> there's a little bit of logic. Like, I was trying to explain some of the logic. Like, electric is good against water. And I feel like that, that makes, makes sense, sense, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah a totally, little dark, totally. but it makes sense. For sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's where they take their shit from. And then fire is good against grass. Okay. Fair enough. And then grass is good against water. And it's just kind of this, like, elemental okay. thing. I don't know. Yep. Whatever. That doesn't have to make total sense. So, um yeah there's like all these different types and like these different gyms that you can go to and you basically just have to have like all of the pokemon that you can to defeat any pokemon that you can and you have to have like a really good knowledge of all the pokemon and that's how you become a pokemon master you're basically the strongest trainer and Mm, you have like six pokemon that are just like the fucking best at what they do every single attack is fire or they're doing it in like a defensive type of mode or something like that and you're just like the strongest and people aspire to be like you Mm -hmm. right and a part of this journey which is the thing that appeals to me the most is that the journey is all you have to do 
You don't work. You don't do homework. <laughs> you don't do shit. All you gotta do is adventure. Okay, so in the anime, the main character, Ash, leaves town at his, uh, leaves his town to go for his journey at the age of 12, mm. which is just so fun. He's just like in the wilderness at the age of 12 with only yeah. one Pokemon and a dream. <laughs> <laughs> and like in the world of Pokemon, you have a couple options for a job, I guess you could call it. Although in the world of Pokemon, like there barely is a job. Like this kid literally just goes from town to town. He gets free places to stay. He gets free food. He gets like whatever he wants. Everyone is like obsessed with him because he's a Pokemon trainer. And they're like, that's so cool. You have Pokemon. Mom, can we let him stay at our house? And the mom's like, of course. And he just gets free shit. So he can nice. stay at places for literally no money. And all he does is go for walks, train his Pokemon, and Aww. battle other trainers. It sounds like the dream. It is the dream. Yeah. 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 I like this. Right. I would just like to go for walks. I would love to go for walks all the time and just like see different scenery, meet different Pokemon. Like, oh God, it would just be so cool. So um, there's a couple of other options, but the options are so limited because of, I don't even know, the way that it, the way that the world is constructed is kind of like a little bit, they have a little bit of a sense of humor. So basically, all of the cops are named Jenny. And I think that was just for simplicity because in Jenny. the anime, yeah, and in the, in the anime and in the game, there's Officer Jenny. And I think they just didn't want to make it confusing and they just didn't want to create a bunch of different cops. So they just made one cop and they just were like, she's jenny and that's it and they make jokes in the show about how like they have like 17 different jennies on in the shot and they're like we're all named jenny and we're all <laughs> cousins and we all became cops and like you you'll never I love be the able feminist to... movement there i also, love that they just chose yeah. a woman they were like yeah every single cop is a female and yeah. they're all named jenny <laughs> yeah. i love that isn't it so great it's so progressive <laughs> But unfortunately, that means that if you are in the Pokemon world and you want to become a cop, you will never rise beyond like a beat cop because all you, of the you, officers you're Jenny. are Jenny. Exactly. You'll you're never born be her. <laughs> You'll never be Jenny. <laughs> so cop <laughs> off the table. You can't become an enforcer of the Pokemon law. Okay. You can, however, become like a store owner, a fisher. You could become a member of Team Rocket, which are the bad guys. Um, you could become like a boat captain. You can start a business. Overall, a little bit too similar for me to what we have going on in reality. For a little now. bit too so, capitalist. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> Is so this, sorry, these are actual things that you can do in the game? No. These are theoretically the game, things that you can do in the world. Yeah, theoretically. Okay. These are things you can do. In the game, okay. you only have one choice, and it's to be a Pokemon trainer and to become a Pokemon master. But yeah, theoretically, the if I were... For you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which means <laughs> it's the best decision, because it obviously <laughs> is. Like, what are the other fucking choices here? Like, <laughs> they don't can, they've be taken a Cop off the table. They've, like... Jenny. Yeah, you can, like, be a fisherman part-time, but your entire journey is to just, like, be the best that ever was. Like, no one ever was. Just train them is your real test, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, as I said, the job that I would like to focus on and that the game focuses on and that the anime focuses on is being a Pokemon trainer and being a Pokemon master. You go around catching Pokemon. You don't need to worry about money. Once people hear you're a Pokemon trainer, you stay at their houses for free. You stay at the Pokemon Center for free. And the Pokemon Center is the um, hospital for Pokemon. And you eat food for free. All you do is travel and train 
And being on the road is basically your job. You're not making any money at all, but it doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Some people live their whole lives like this. And like, it's so funny too, because once Ash, the main character, he, in the anime, he finishes like seeing an entire region. Conveniently, a whole new region is discovered for him to live freely somewhere else. But it's just like them trying to continue on the anime and like bring it into (laughs) a new generation. But for me, I'm like, oh, fantastic. So this could just go on forever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So in the game, unfortunately, they did include money. Because I guess they're ha- they had to, like, raise the stakes a little bit and to make it a yeah. little bit, like, more different. But you win yes. money by beating other trainers, which is essentially gambling on the outcome of a fight. <laughs> so is it even a really a job? Are you still just being a Pokemon master and a Pokemon trainer? Oh, we will never know. <laughs> But it sucks that they had to include money. But still, know, in the fun. in the world world, there is no money. So I want to get into uh, the crux of this section of the podcast now. Okay. Which is the ethics of Pokemon. <laughs> the ethics of Pokemon. <laughs> okay. Something I never thought I would have to speak about in my life. I'm ready to go. Let's go. The Let's ethics go! of Pokemon. <laughs> if you guys aren't interested, you might have already skipped because you heard Pokemon and you were like, this has nothing to do with me. But you can you can feel free to skip ahead. Obviously, don't, don't the world skip is in ahead. your control. But this is interesting. Do, so. do not miss the ethics. <laughs> I wouldn't skip if I were you. Thank you, Courtney. <laughs> so um, I want to start off this part we're gonna get into like the ethics of catching like animals and then release like a little bit later but i want to start off with something that is really specific to the world which is the pokeball versus the master ball so in the show ash often catches pokemon with a regular pokeball and a lot of the time it's because he has somehow like befriended the pokemon he has shown them that he cares about them and he is showing them that he's a good trainer he has a good heart right and so the pokemon is willing to stay inside the pokeball because they want to kind of be with him instead of trying to escape right it's his friend exactly which is the whole premise of the pokemon tv show is like finding new friends along the way and like growing together and stuff like that and then in the games and in the anime another way of catching pokemon is by fighting them weakening them until they're almost like passed out you can poison them, you can burn them, you can paralyze them, you can confuse them until they are unable to escape the capture of the Pokeball. Mm. So the lore in the show kind of suggests that only Pokemon who want to be caught will allow themselves to be caught. But if you render them completely useless and helpless, and if they yeah. like pass out, then there is you can take no consent. Up for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Up for grabs, literally. <laughs> so... There's another type of Pokeball called the Master Ball. And this Pokeball was stolen by, like, the evil Team Rocket. It was this ball that was, like, created by this innovation town type of thing who creates Pokemon in the game. And they stole this invention as a way to enslave Pokemon to do their evil bidding. So Mm -hmm. the Master Ball can catch any Pokemon, no matter what, on the first try. It bypasses all the steps you need to take with a regular Pokeball. Removes consent. We don't Absolutely consent. removes it. <laughs> Just fucking, you don't need to worry about shit with this ball. And since it's used by the evil Team Rocket, we can also kind of assume that it's just an unconsensual battle slave that you're pretty much creating mm. by capturing the Pokemon and to just do whatever the trainer wants to say. And even the name Master Ball 
kind of like assumes a master and like a slave kind of relationship or something like that so the question now is is the master ball an ethical way to capture pokemon right because the alternative to it not being ethical because it's not consensual is that we can assume every pokemon does not want to be captured and has to be weakened to be caught by a regular Pokeball or they'll easily break free. So basically they're all fair game and that's just the way the world works. And using the Master Ball and like maybe it's a little bit better because you're not beating the Pokemon. <laughs> you're not poisoning it. You're not, not injuring it. Paralyzing it. And you're not like just beating it, it senseless almost to death. You got one HP on the fucking thing and you're throwing your Pokeball trying to get it inside this thing. And then when it escapes, it's like, oh God, you really, <laughs> you're really putting up a fight. <laughs> so is it more or less ethical to capture it with a Master Ball? Because like, is it like beating a Pokemon to death or poisoning it almost to death with a regular Pokeball where it can still almost escape or do no damage and capture a healthy Pokemon? That's totally fine. Yes. Here's my thought process. Correct me if this is, if I completely misunderstood this, but I'm assuming that the name Master Ball mm-hmm. correlates somehow to being the master trainer. What what, what do you want to, master? Yeah. Pokemon Master. Pokemon Master. I'm assuming that it correlates somehow to being a Pokemon Master. And maybe this ball was created for people who are Pokemon Masters. And to become a Pokemon Master, you have to capture your Pokemon through consent. You know? You've learned your ways. You've been working so long just, like, befriending Pokemon. And you're a nice person. Mm -hmm. You respect the Pokemon. So then when you become a Master, they're like, here's this ball that you can capture any of them with. But at that point, you've already developed so much respect and such a habit of respecting (laughs) the Pokemon that it's not a problem. But then this Pokeball fell in the hands of the wrong people. Exactly. So it's unethical in those people's hands. But it wasn't made for them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, like, that's the thing, too, because you go through your entire Pokemon journey. And, like, you can't just buy the Master Ball at the store. Like, it would cost a fucking billion, bajillion dollars. Like, first of all, it was stolen from these people who weren't even ready to release it to the world because they knew how shitty this thing might be or, like, in the wrong hands, it could be something horrible. But at the very end of the game, you do get one Master Ball. And that's the only Master Ball you get in the entire game. But it's at the very end after you've beaten all of the gyms and you've beaten the Elite Four and, like, you've done your whole journey. and your friends your pokemon are your friends at this point yeah, see, and like you've already done your do with the pokeballs you've been catching pokemon left and right you know hurting them to the point of basically like no return <laughs> and now you can get this like ultimate pokeball the master ball right it's like heavily heavily regulated so you're right like it's only for the the pure of heart if you will the pokemon yeah. masters to be able to to use it yeah it did fall into the wrong hands pretty much um and yeah so you basically have to prove yourself worthy mm-hmm. but altogether is um is um capturing pokemon even ethical in the first place <laughs> The show does a really nice job of showing people and Pokemon as best friends Mm -hmm. and as being, you know, like they want to be caught and they're happy to like train with a strong trainer or something like that. But in the games that I grew up on, which was all of them, don't come for me, comments, it's not like that. You're, (laughs) you just capture the Pokemon and like, they're just your battle slaves. Like they're just your, you just use them. That got lost in translation. Heal them. (laughs) Yeah. It totally did get lost in translation, man. And like, 
I think I was probably the only person who was super like attached to my Pokemon. And maybe that's because I like gave them nicknames and like transferred them over from like one game to another, to another, to another. So it like felt like they were just like a part of my journey as a Pokemon master, you know? Um, Or maybe (laughs) this was an alternative theory that I found online. I thought it was kind of funny that capitalism had infiltrated the Pokemon world and they know that they'll make more money by selling millions of Pokeballs instead of only like eight Master Balls because Pokemon can break free of Pokeballs and then that Pokeball is broken and you can't use it again. So you have to like use another one, use another one, use another one, use another one instead of just like using a Master Ball and then like maybe they would perfect that technology and then they wouldn't have to charge so much for it. So it was this whole like capitalist view on it that I thought was a little bit funny but you know that's just a theory so um a way that we've kind of combated this and learned to move past it in the Pokemon world is um we're like seeing examples from the anime of Pokemon leaving their trainers if they don't feel that the trainer is worthy or strong enough I like that and right me leaving too the and the Pokemon you go exactly you go, Pokemon. they have every like right to leave whenever they want they can disobey their trainers they don't have to listen to them yeah (laughs) right and like if they're unhappy they can literally just run away they can literally just escape bye and yeah the main message in the show is just about like finding new friends to grow and train with and some people online said that maybe the pokeball is just a convenient way and that people are just reading too deeply into (laughs) into this is this like a big debate on the internet whether it's yeah. like ethical to catch Pokemon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because in twenty like uh, ten or something like that, PETA, the Organization Against Animal Cruelty, called Pokemon a practice in dog fighting. And <laughs> and practice in dog fighting. Yeah, or cockfighting, where you literally just capture animals. animals For example, dogs or fight, chickens make them fight each other. Fight. And then they go back into their cages. And that's essentially what Pokemon is teaching the youth. Is that you catch an animal, a creature, you use it yeah. to battle, and yeah. then you return it back into its little caged home. And yeah. you just keep doing that, recycling it over and over and over again. And then even in the similarity where in dog fighting, you can like give a dog steroids or something like that. They related that even further to like powering up your Pokemon and to using different types of items to power them up and to make them stronger in battle and to make them like better against certain opponents or something like that. If they have a type advantage or disadvantage, make that stronger or weaker or something like that. So that's how they kind of related it. And they were saying that like Pokemon is bad. Basically, I see, Peta, like, I, <laughs> I see the similarity. I understand what they're hinting at. But I really do think they're just making mountains out of molehills. Like, I think people who play Pokemon understand that Pokemon aren't real animals. It's not like they're literally, like, the game is to catch dogs and make the dogs <laughs> fight Can each other imagine? to the death. Like, that's not the game. The game is to catch yeah. these mythical creatures mm-hmm. in this fake world and make them fight. Like... Yeah. And in the fake world, too, there's a lot of examples of Pokemon and humans, like, coexisting, unlike we can with... I mean, we can coexist with dogs, but it's different because in the Pokemon world, um, they're doing, like, jobs, like in the pokemon center for example there will be a specific type of pokemon who uh does all of the patient care does all of the bedding it does like all of like the everything sometimes like 
if you're working at a place that deals with fire, then you'll have a fire Pokemon employed there or like working alongside. Or if you have a power plant, then you'll have electric Pokemon working there. Or if you need to deliver mail, then you can do it via Pokemon who flies. <laughs> so they're like very they... clearly not animals. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But they're trying uh, to make Kita. the... I know. It's I just too Kita's much. always Kita. doing shit. Just... They're always doing too much. They're doing too much. They have a good message, man. They have a good message. We want animals <laughs> to be treated well. I agree with I you, Kita. <laughs> I agree with you, with your message. But you just take it too far all the time. Just stop. <laughs> no one... People are going to stop listening to you if you keep doing this. You have a good message. Stay on track. Yeah. Stay on track. Don't come after the Pokemon. There's like real animals out there. They're causing fights with like anybody the real that dog they possibly fights. can. Yeah. Not the Those Pokemon. are the real victims. Come on, Pina. <laughs> I know. It's insane. <laughs> so a fun spinoff theory mm-hmm. is um, that the Pokemon being captured is... Um, this spinoff theory is actually based on the fact that you can use like items called HMs and TMs, which are essentially CDs that you can like load into a Pokemon. Ooh. So you can teach them a new Ooh. attack um, by cool. like loading Upgrade it. You can them. buy it at the store and then you can load it up and they can be like, doo, 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 doo. so they're like, they have a new attack. Kind of. So the theory is that they might be a little bit like robots that when you capture a Pokemon, you're not actually catching the Pokemon, but you're digitizing its data into oh my the ball. God. Okay. I know, it goes deep. Okay. So this is why Pokemon <laughs> yeah. who are captured and used in battle, they never die. They just mm. faint. And then they can get captured and then like taken to a Pokemon center and healed, whatever. So blah, it blah, is blah. the metaverse. Right, exactly. Because okay. in the real world, wild Pokemon can die. And like they do oh. die of like old age and stuff like that. But we've never seen a trainer's Pokemon die. Interesting. I know, isn't it so cool? So when you return them to yeah. the ball or when you heal them, at the Pokemon Center, it just resets the Pokemon to an earlier stage. And that's also why you can run a CD into their code, I guess, and teach them a new move. And that's also why they become obedient to their trainer once they've been captured inside of the Pokeball. Because they're just programmed that way. Yeah. Yeah. And once they get into the Pokeball, it's like their data is just like turned around by the mechanism inside the Pokeball, by the code. And it's like, and now you are obedient to this trainer. Like, it's not so cool. I was like, oh. I kind of love that. It kind of takes away a lot of the guilt of like capturing a Pokemon against their will or something <laughs> yeah. like that. that I, didn't I like know it. I had. It's a really interesting theory, but I do not think that that's what children are thinking about when they play this game. Oh. But I also don't think that they're thinking about catching and fighting real animals either. Like, I don't think any child. I played I Pokemon briefly when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't have any desire to hold animals against their will and make them fight each other. Yeah, if anything, it gave <laughs> me really m- almost like more respect for animals. I'm like, oh, you're a little sentient yeah. being. <laughs> and they're like just very clearly not animals. Yeah, they're very clearly just fake animals. <laughs> they don't, they have magical powers. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my so, dog. Exactly. Like the, your dog is straight up just chilling, I know. And like the dog fighting thing really gets me. They called it digital dog fighting. <laughs> digital dog fighting. <laughs> yeah i know it's like clearly you've never played pokemon if that's what you think like you know that that's not at all what's happening in your journey like to and like they make it so clear in all of the text and dialogue that like you know your your journey is to get to know pokemon and to learn about them and to care for them and to this and that it's never like master the pokemon race like blah 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 like (laughs) fight them against each other to see who's stronger it's like every pokemon is strong in their own right like it's just about friendship and stuff like that so the next ethical dilemma 
yeah okay <laughs> that i want to bring up to you guys yeah. is um about capturing legendary pokemon mm. so legendary pokemon very rare in the anime there is one of each legendary pokemon yeah yeah and then in the um like game there's also like really only one that you can capture um so pokemon like mm-hmm. dialga and palkia they literally rule time and space essentially pokemon gods so in the games you can just capture them even though there is only one in the world and they probably have more important things to do like (laughs) ruling time and space yeah and now they're fighting on your little team against a little torchic in the wild (laughs) so like the question is um being able to capture also like let's we can even bring in the master ball into this endangered species literally ruling time and space literally gods and you can capture them without their consent with a master ball right or Mm. you even you don't even need to use the master ball i've caught legendary pokemon using a fucking great ball before and i'm like yo fuck the blizzard fuck the ecosystem i got a cool little thing in my collection now you know what i mean (laughs) i'm starting to think that the people who um built cern and made the decision they (laughs) might destroy earth if they turn it on are the same people who used to catch legendary pokemon it sounds that I'm drawing a correlation there. They're like, it doesn't matter. The world doesn't matter. Yeah, fuck the world, bro. I want this. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to capture these guys as like a ten year old kid, however old you were when you played Pokemon, even if you're still playing it now, it's a little nuts, don't you think? Like, it's a f- the feeling of defeating a god. What did that do to my ego? I wonder. <laughs> We all need a little ego boost sometimes. And like, honestly, (laughs) I was boosted. I was living in a world where I was literally the ruler of gods. Like, I owned gods. Those were the (laughs) freaking days, man. (sighs) Alas, the premise of Pokemon, yes, have been compared to digital dog fighting and stuff. (laughs) But yeah, like, yeah. They definitely do have better things to do, eh? Like <laughs> these legendary Pokemons. There's only they one, do, but it's and still then you just a own game. it. Exactly. That's the <laughs> thing. I think too, everyone who's game. playing like, it understands that. Yeah, it's I not actually so ruling time. <laughs> There's no consequence if you catch that thing. It's not like there the isn't. Pokemon world stops if you catch no. it. Like it, it still goes on. It's like a theoretical thing that they rule time. You're not actually like destroying the poke world yeah exactly like they could never be captured in the anime too they could Mm. only be captured in the game and i feel like a lot of us treat the anime as the real pokemon world and the game is just like a spin-off of the real pokemon world where like you can capture these types of like dudes or something like that so um my final point that i want to make which is something that i think a lot of pokemon players could agree with especially with the recent games that they've been coming out with maybe in the past Mm. like 10 years is that I think, and a lot of other, some other people on YouTube agree with me, is that Pokemon games need to be a lot closer to the anime in the way that bonds are formed with the Pokemon, they become each other's friends, they have like a level of trust, loyalty, and they earn respect like towards each other through battle and through training and they're not just like these battle machines that are to be used for a fight it's like you have a bond with them they're kind of your friends and stuff like that in the show ash is rewarded for being good to his pokemon he is seen as being the true pokemon master um 
because he is aligned with his team in like heart and spirit in a way (laughs) and it's just not about battle which is what the games encourage us to do so i think it's been a missing piece from pokemon for like a really long time technology has come so far and the pokemon games have remained the same in my opinion gotten worse since fire red it's I think they are definitely playing on nostal on nostalgicness and like on that kind of stuff, but like mm-hmm. the recent Pokemon games, they don't even have the same kind of thrill as the oh. old ones did because they just like force you into a plot and into a narrative and into doing what they want you to do and you need to like go out and look for your next like adventure, your next piece of the puzzle. Like you could get stuck in Pokemon games if you don't go into the right house or if you don't go into the right like yeah it's insane and like the old ones the original ones like they were more create your own adventure Mm -hmm. team rocket was just a side story in your journey of being a pokemon master unlike the recent ones where team rocket is the focus team magma team galactic whatever the fuck they're the focus they're the main guys and they're the reason that you're playing the game and like it's just to defeat these people not to become a pokemon master which is stupid we need to get back to our roots, okay? Was Ash Ketchum spending all his time defeating evil people? No. He was discovering new Pokemon. He was learning and growing with his Pokemon. And he was training. And he was trying to get better. And he was trying to be a Pokemon master and see everything. He wasn't trying to defeat Team Rocket all the time. They were just an inconvenience. Which is what the game is missing. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry about that, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that the slogan should be gotta catch them all. Maybe mm. it could be gotta photograph them all. <laughs> gotta, <laughs> gotta, 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 gotta graph photo- them all. Gotta photograph them all. Gotta photograph them all. <laughs> or gotta see them all. Because mm. godlike Pokemon who control tides, ecosystems, <laughs> time and space should not be caught inside of a Pokeball. You know? <laughs> so in conclusion, the situation is a lot more nuanced than that. And... I want to be a Pokemon master. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, welcome to the second half of the podcast, where this week I'm coming at you with an opinion, an opinion that I've had for a little while. This is a lot of feeling, not too much fact. (laughs) Um, But I hate LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is the worst social media app that we have. And that's saying a lot because we have done a lot of podcast opinions on how toxic like Instagram is and like Facebook is and like TikTok is. But no, I think LinkedIn is the worst. It's the most toxic. It's just (laughs) I hate it. Um, I love that. I love the energy (laughs) going into it too. LinkedIn bad. (laughs) Yo, I agree. Fuck LinkedIn just saying fuck linkedin fuck you linkedin you're annoying linkedin has about half a billion users which is awful which is about 180 million less than twitter oh super popular oh i hate that and the platform boasts that each new connection that you have with somebody will extend the reach of your professional network by 400 people 100 companies and 500 jobs so every one person that you connect with opens 400 new doors not 400 400 a thousand new doors wow that's that's a big claim that's overreaching a little i would say (laughs) (laughs) everybody is on linkedin not because they want to be but because somebody (laughs) else told them that they should be 
Somebody yeah. else said, hey, it's useful. You need to be on here. No one's there for the fun. It's no. not even fun. It doesn't even pretend to be fun. It's not like, hey, this is a fun, like, social media platform. You should get <laughs> on it. No. Everyone's just like, hey, this is good for your professional development. And you're like, yeah. I guess I will go on it. But there's nothing fun about it. Everyone hates it. <laughs> on average, everybody gets about 1.75 emails a day from this useless freaking social media site. That's so true. That's a lot dude. of emails for I no reason. I hate getting those freaking emails. And I, it's like my LinkedIn has been dead for so long and I still get emails. It's like, this person I from high what? school wants to connect with you. <laughs> blah, blah, I don't blah, blah, care. Blah, wants to connect with you. And they're like very aggressive about it. Sometimes they're like, they've been wanting to connect with you for so long. And it's like, oh my God, it sounds like I'm blowing them off. Like <laughs> Wikipedia, is that you? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Calm down, LinkedIn. Like... You're making people seem desperate, but like they yeah. probably just tried to connect with you once and then was like, because okay. they wanted to extend their social, their professional network by totally. a thousand new opportunities. I wonder how many people's inboxes I show up in because I viewed their profile once. I know. <laughs> and now, and now it's like, like oh, Lydia Foote wants person. to connect with you on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's like, I didn't actually care that much. Like, please mm-hmm. don't send notifications on my behalf. <laughs> please don't. And that's one of the beef that I had about have about it but we'll get into that but basically it's just like the embodiment of everything that we hate about social media like number Mm. one it is the fakest social media out there the fakest because (laughs) you are being your fake professional self on linkedin there's nothing real about it Mm. nothing real about it it's basically a social media platform for the person you pretend to be on your resume oh god that person doesn't need a social media platform I saw this, like, pro-LinkedIn website um, that referred to a LinkedIn profile as a marketing document. And I think that just, like, says it all. It's just, like, a self-marketing platform to market yourself. That's what I've heard, too. And also, LinkedIn has these, like, pre-written, like, answers. (laughs) And, like, if you see somebody's, you know, they just got a new job, if you go to click on it, it'll be like, congratulate them. And then you can choose like one of five answers to congratulate them. Uh, So even like the conversations that are being had on LinkedIn are fake. It's the same seven sentences over and over and over again. Oh my God. There's nothing real happening on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody gets a job and you say, congrats. You click the little thing and you say, congrats. Just like the next seven people will. tells you how to behave in a social situation. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. It's so stupid. And it's like 100% just about like self-promotion and bragging, which I guess like kind of all social media is. But this one's like yeah. a little bit more in your face because you literally mm-hmm. post when you get a promotion, a raise, like anything. Most yeah. things that people tell you when you're growing up are like not good to talk about, you know? They're mm-hmm. like, don't be humble. Yeah. Don't like brag about the fact yeah, that you're making yeah. more money or like, no, that. All out the window on LinkedIn. They don't care. <laughs> no. They're like, put it on blast. Everyone's got to know. Yes. You're making so more annoying. money than them. Tell them all. It's like becoming a resume pretty much. And it like, is a resume. They ask you to put your resume, it's a resume on LinkedIn. That's what it is. It's too much. It's too much. I don't want my resume. No. And it's like, you have to keep it going too. That's the thing is that like my LinkedIn right now is like a freaking graveyard because someone told me I had to get LinkedIn to yes. like get professional fucking networking and shit Stupid. like that. And now it's like, there's nothing going on on that LinkedIn profile. And I know that for a fact. Like, I got a couple random messages from a couple of random people that led to nothing. <laughs> so. Lydia, Lydia's LinkedIn, like, I think it was like a year ago, posted 
that she had spent three years at a job that I know she doesn't work yeah. at anymore. <laughs> They're like, congratulate Lydia for spending three years at this job. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, congratulations, girl. <laughs> yeah, I remember that notification. I was like, I don't work there. <laughs> Yeah, but it is, it is a resume and like, I personally don't want social connections in my life, people that I know in my life seeing my resume. Like, Mm. I think the only person that needs to see my resume is the person that will be inviting me to an interview for a job that I'm applying for. And that person is going to ask for my resume. (laughs) So I don't understand why I have to put it on social media. Like, even if they find me on social media, they're still going to ask for my resume. Yeah, yeah. That's so I can just send them my resume. The interview and they'll be like, so tell me about yourself. And it's like, didn't you see my fucking resume? My resume. Wow. And they're still going to ask you to submit it. So I don't understand why it's on a social media <laughs> site. Um, it's also like a social media site that's designed for like hustle culture. And Ooh. I know some people like hustle culture, but I don't. I don't. Um, and people are constantly just pr- posting, like, their professional endeavors, successes, and, like, little, like, inspirational freaking, like, quotes and stories and stuff oh like that. Oh, my God. I know. I recently... It's so annoying. I recently, like, had this um, girl come to one of my classes, this woman, and she mm-hmm. was, like, talking to us about how to professionally, you know, make your LinkedIn, like, amazing and oh. turn your LinkedIn into a place where you, like, cultivate new experiences and where you could get new jobs and blah, blah, blah. And she was saying how important it is to, like post on linkedin at least like once a week and she's like oh it's not even that like you know like you it's not even that much work like you just post like once a week once every two weeks as long as you're keeping your profile active blah 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 all this stuff and she was talking about making um behind the scenes videos and posting them to youtube to like show that you're busy and that you're doing stuff so if you're a student you make a behind the scenes in the life in the day of a ryerson student life in the day of a business major blah 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 blah, and show the work you do and show this and show that and she's like and it's interesting and it shows that you're creative and it shows that you're doing things and it shows that you're like the labor market has just gone too far (laughs) it's gone too far is your now you have to be a youtuber (laughs) what's it called portfolio is your portfolio not enough to show that you're like a good creative person now you have to prove to them yeah on LinkedIn. that you're busy yeah the Ew. show that you're busy with a video of your life Ew. it's so stupid like Ew. inside your home and shit like that and she's like oh it was just crazy and then all the comments and that's what she was saying too she's like linkedin is such a positive place like you know unlike other it's social media fake. platforms yeah i know because you like, can't be never mean find on hate here people will always be so supportive of everything you do it's fake. like it's fake. they're judging you behind your back <laughs> great it's literally just fake i bet you if we posted our tiktok videos that people just bully us on on yeah. linkedin everyone would be like great point the exact yeah. same person who bullied us would just be like this is such a good Amazing point on linkedin point. it's just all You're fake so it's 100 fake there's nothing real congratulations <laughs> You're just pretending to be a professional person on yeah, social literally. media, which I think is just the stupidest thing ever. That's exhausting. There's literally too many places to exist as a professional person. Like, yes. I already have to do it in my professional life. Why do I have to do it online? And then they're like, make sure you have a professional Instagram linked to your professional LinkedIn. A professional? In- no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Social media should be for enjoyment. I know that social media is really toxic and, like, takes a lot from our lives but at the very least it is created for enjoyment Mm. like instagram was intended to be enjoyed you know 
share your life share your experiences yeah connect with people yeah linkedin is not even created for enjoyment (laughs) it's not supposed to be an enjoyable experience i don't get why it's there (laughs) oh god it also like creates this really unhealthy culture of comparison which i know like once again i know this exists on every social media platform but i think that linkedin is just an extra link an extra thing uh that we don't link. need that we don't need so yeah you're like constantly seeing people post their promotions and like new opportunities and new jobs and then it makes you feel like you're like unsuccessful um, yeah and just to add on to that too i yeah. often see and hear of people posting not even like things from their job that they're doing that are going well but personal projects like for example mm. if you are a software engineer and then one day you decide to build a shelf for yourself like just randomly you like go into a carpentry room does not correlate to your job at all (laughs) not at all but i see people posting that kind of shit on linkedin where they're just like they're just like posting their personal projects they're just like today i resurfaced my countertop today i like uh, painted something new and now it's up on my wall like people are trying to show their hobbies and shit like that like they're desperately showing that they're busy all the time and that they have things to do and it's just like it's just it's just it's literally too much. too much. It's so annoying. It's like constantly I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, and I'm doing and I'm doing and I'm doing. But it's what okay else are you do. doing? It's okay. Like it's are okay you not to do. it's okay not to do and you're doing it for LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to so are you even everything doing that it? you do for the purposes of professional development or for labor. You can draw some lines boundaries. in your life. You can re... <laughs> Did you call it re? Refurbish? Re- Refurb- uh, refurbish. I think I said refurbish. refurbish. I don't know if that's the word. <laughs> your countertop? Yeah. Because you want to. Because Not you want because to. Because it's because professional development? <laughs> yeah. Question mark? I know. And people are like, ah. Yeah, that's what the professional development lady told me. She's like, people love to see that, you know, you're even busy in your real life and that you have, like, skills outside of job skills. And it's like, okay, so... Uh, they can learn that when they freaking get to know me. Like, yeah. <laughs> take me out to dinner first, you know? <laughs> take me out to dinner. <laughs> you don't get to know about my life and my hobbies. Before you hire me, hire me for my, like, abilities. My actual ability totally and then i feel like it also gives them an avenue to like take advantage Judge of you too me. because then they're like well we don't need to hire a contractor because yeah. this person knows how to refurbish <laughs> counters so on top of this like culture of comparison you also might start to feel like you can't achieve your own goals because there might be like a specific job or position or company that you want to work for and by looking at the linkedin profiles of other people you might be like hey my experience and my journey doesn't match theirs like i didn't get this degree i didn't get this certification so therefore this is unachievable to me when in reality like you could still be qualified for the job. Like, not everyone has to have the exact same steps to get to that position. Mm-hmm. So it might discourage you from looking. Or, alternatively, it might just create, like, a bunch of people who are the exact same. Because you might be like, I oh. want that job. So I'm going to get this degree. And then I'm going to get this certification. And then I'm Which, like, we don't need that. We need variety. We need diversity. Yeah. We need different experiences oh, and perspectives in life. Oh, LinkedIn is just creating cookie cutter people. Yeah. That's so sad. Or making oh you God. feel like you shouldn't try or that you're not qualified because like, hey, I didn't do these things. Which mm-hmm. is not true. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Stupid. You can still be qualified and just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. 
do your thing, girl. <laughs> do your um, thing. The timeline feature. We've kind of touched on this. Like, resume and connections aside, the mm. timeline feature is one of the single most cringy things I have ever encountered on any social media site in my oh. entire life. I don't understand how it works. I don't know what the algorithm is. But, yeah, like, I see it. posts from people that I don't have connections with. It's just, like, everyone and the people you have connections with. I don't get it. Yeah. But, like, so people true. post the weirdest things. The weird- it's always, like, a small personal story. Yeah. Oh, or, like, an anecdote yeah. of some sort about, like, personal development. But it's always really I, cheesy. I really cheesy. Shits. Really cringy. Yeah. And then it's, like, thumbs up if you this. And, like, like yeah. if you this. And, like, love if you this. And I'm, like. I it's so uncomfortable. It's no, so uncomfortable. I agree. I've literally read like maybe two of those in my life. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like there's no die. way that this actually happened to you. First of all. <laughs> yeah. And second of all, it's always something. It just sounds so fabricated. Like I agree with you. It doesn't sound le- legit at all. It sounds like it's built for the audience. And it's always something like, oh, um, it's always about like, bringing up another employee or like doing something for yourself or like seeing an issue in the workplace and addressing it directly or something like that or like like a conversation that i had with my two-year-old son that changed my perspective on life i'm like i don't care yeah like that's so weird (laughs) why are people posting this shit it's like facebook mixed with something completely bizarre (laughs) yeah Wait, which are two things that should never... in. Are they the same think, company? No. Are they I made by LinkedIn, the same person? I think LinkedIn might be owned by Facebook. Oh, it's possible. Of course. Of course. That is not a fact. Who <laughs> owns LinkedIn? Because Indeed, LinkedIn, they have the same in word. They do. You're true. Yeah, you, you, you are right. One oh, Microsoft. Microsoft owns LinkedIn. Microsoft. You're done. Fuck you, Bill Gates. <laughs> Just another reason. <laughs> You're done, Microsoft. Ew. You're done. Um. Yeah, no, but it's it's dumb. I would understand it if it was just a place to browse resumes. Mm. You didn't have to make connections. You just post your resume. People can search keywords. They can find you. People post jobs. Literally like LinkedIn, but just like a little bit more. But they've tried to mix that with social media social, and i just yeah. think it's something that the world never needed <laughs> yeah truly totally never agree. needed it it's so annoying and it's like people can see everything that you do like nothing that you comment or nothing that you post I is know. ever a secret i know ever. and like i don't necessarily like to advertise certain things about my life sometimes like if i get a new job i don't want it updating my entire network that <laughs> i that i got a new job you know, yeah. like sometimes I just want to update the resume on there without it notifying everyone. Yeah. I don't yeah. need that. I don't want that. It could be a personal hit against someone if you get a new job, you know? Yeah. What if you or get a new like, job before you even quit your old job? <laughs> yeah. Or I'm just sometimes they uncomfy find out with like LinkedIn. being in the limelight like that. So mm. maybe it doesn't have to notify everyone in my life that I got a new job. <laughs> Please. Everyone that all of my distant connections, you know, yeah. all my friends of friends, they don't need to know. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Oh, yikes. And then I pulled a few quotes that I thought were kind of funny. Uh, the first one is 
uh, somebody referred to LinkedIn as a wasteland of endless management consultants congratulating each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then the other one said that social media is the place that we go to see that everyone is having more fun than us. And LinkedIn is the place that we go to see that everyone is more successful than us. Uh, Which is true because it's all fucking fake. And everyone's more successful than you. No one's actually that successful. They're just lying. And now... The final beef that I have with LinkedIn is the feature, the views feature, that you can see when people see your profile and people can see when you view their profile. I hate this I don't understand. I don't understand in what world this feature would ever be necessary. (laughs) Like, I don't understand the purpose that it serves at all. Like, it just creates anxiety. That's all it creates. There's no function for it, I don't think. Um, I don't know. I I guess after you get a someone viewed your profile, I think that's a hint at messaging them and being like, hello, I, I noticed that you viewed my profile. I am so good for your job position. Please <laughs> give it to me or something like that. That's the only reason I could see that being useful. But I think that actually just ends up creating more anxiety because like... <laughs> If somebody views my profile, if I get the like notification that somebody viewed my profile, there's like a couple of things going through my head. And one of them, it might be excitement. One of them might be like, oh my God, this person wants to give me a job. When in reality, they're probably just creeping my profile. But then, you know, you start getting excited mm. and then you might feel let down if it doesn't happen. Yeah, um, true. Or you might feel, you could feel embarrassed maybe if it's somebody like from... Maybe a position that you're not ready for yet. It's where you want to be one day, but like you're just not there in your qualifications yet. And you might feel like, oh, embarrassed that somebody looked at your profile at this point and just like not ready for that, you know? Mm, yeah. And maybe it totally. could put like a negative thought like, in no, their head about I'm not you. not ready. You weren't supposed to see this part exactly, of my journey. Exactly. I'm not there yet, but I will yeah. be one day. And like you don't need to know about me yet. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. That's, that's okay. Like not that's every okay. part of your journey needs to be documented. No. Like, yeah. Also, if it's somebody that you know, yeah, then you might feel judged. <laughs> you might feel that they're going to your profile to judge you. Or personally, for me, it makes me feel like very vulnerable when people I know creep my LinkedIn profile. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, why, why are you looking there? Why do you need to know that? If it's somebody that I know, I know that they probably don't have a job opportunity for me because we're all like 23 and have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So like, I know they don't have a job opportunity for me. So I'm like, why do you need to know yeah, what's going on in my professional life? You can know what's going life. on socially, but like, why are you snooping? Yeah. Yeah. I know it so. brings, it brings like the work life way too close to the mm-hmm. social life and to the real life. Like it's almost blending it to a point of, defining you by your career and defining you by your job where as you can be defined as a person who enjoys spending time with their friends or the mountains or the beach or like just numerous numerous other things but LinkedIn is just bringing work way too close way too close to us and way too close to reality and And like like, making it it it's too uncomfortable and accessible means to judge people too I think is Mm something like personally me i recently looked at somebody's linkedin profile that i knew and i used it as a means to judge them and like (laughs) i'm being honest about it i went on private so they didn't know 
good. or like good. went through a private whatever but like looking back at it i don't think that we need to do that no. i i don't need to have the ability to do that i don't think i don't think anyone does i don't think we need to be like bringing Ugh. that in as an extra means to judge people yeah because it's just unnecessary to... like we're it, it, it's it's unnecessary we don't need to judge people based on like their professional lives and their social lives and mm-hmm. like it's just too much of ourselves is on the internet Ugh, can you imagine? I, yeah, that looks good. That's a good, like, roundabout bringer home. Too much of us is on the internet. Mm-hmm. Can we not exist in real life at this point? Like, there's just, just no a person. place for us. Not everyone has to know everything about me. Yeah. It's exactly. okay to have a little bit of mystery. <laughs> to choose to the all- people you share information with. Exactly. With not everybody is entitled to the same information. Yeah. Like, yeah, I totally agree. And it could be easy to judge people too because if you're not in that industry or something mm-hmm. and you see someone doing something that you have no idea what they're doing, you yeah, could be you like, might be oh, like, oh, that sucks. Fuck? Yeah, yeah it's, that's it's stupid, a fine but... place for them to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it makes yeah. sense for their career, for their trajectory, for everything they've been through, for everything they're doing. Like it could make sense, you know, but all you have is a job title. Yeah. Easy. And there's so Easy many to other people. dimensions to who you are as a person. Yeah. That matters so much more than what your job title is. Yeah. Fucking 100% agree, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, like, last situation of the views. So there's the uh, people that we don't know that might have jobs for us, people that we know that don't have jobs for us. Then there's this unique category, which has happened to me quite recently, where it's people that I know that I work with. Create oh, my yeah. LinkedIn profile. Great. <laughs> and this Why creates... did they send you a request? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Like, can I see a resume? Um, And this creates, like, a really weird anxiety for me where I either automatically assume that they think I'm either overqualified or underqualified for my job. Because I'm like, why are they checking my qualifications? Oh. So now I don't know. Do they think I'm really bad at my job or really good at my job? I just, I don't know. And, like, I've had, like, a few people at my workplace look at my linkedin profile oh that's so weird and you're not close enough with any of them to be like yo why were you creeping bruh not really no some of them are like people like from higher up that have looked Mm -hmm. at it and some of them are from people that like i kind of know that i work with Mm, so it just it it just creates a lot of uncertainty in me and i don't need to know about it i don't need to know if people are questioning if people want to know if like i that's none of my business yeah, that really What they sucks. think is none of my business. And the views make what people think my business. And I don't like that. I don't like it. Yeah. There should be an option to turn off who viewed your profile. <laughs> because that's just, mm. I feel like that's just no I think you much. can. No, mm. there's, there, okay, so there is a setting on LinkedIn. It's like a private setting where people won't be able to see if you viewed their profile, but you also can't see who viewed your profile. So it's like a double thing. It's like if you if you want to opt out, you have to opt out of all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't give you just one. You have Mm -mm. to you have to be completely off. You know. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. LinkedIn is a lot more psychologically challenging than I ever realized, just because of this liked feature. I hate it. I don't like it either. It's annoying. Cancel, cancel LinkedIn, guys. Twenty twenty. Cancel LinkedIn. Cancel LinkedIn. And if we if all we, stop using it, it will become redundant because everyone's on there only because somebody else told them to be. So just everyone stop. We have stop. to all agree to not use LinkedIn. Yeah. 
if our ancestors got jobs without LinkedIn, <laughs> we can too, baby. We don't need this fucking extra fourth, fifth, sixth social media platform you can that use isn't indeed. even enjoyable to be on. It's literally just another job to keep up with LinkedIn that you're not yes. getting paid for. No. Stop. And you can you can literally post your resume on Indeed. Just yeah. do that. <laughs> Take the social yeah. media out of it. Just post your that's resume. So true. If you're looking for a job, apply for things. And maybe that's all we need to do. Yeah. And also, I feel like people tailor their resumes to certain job job positions. So to have every single thing available on LinkedIn isn't actually benefiting anybody. It's not at all. Stupid. I definitely tailor my resumes depending on the position I'm applying to. So yeah, so do I. It's none of your business, LinkedIn. (laughs) You don't need to know it all. None of your fucking business. Um, So yeah, in conclusion... I don't need social media for work. I already hate social media and work. (laughs) That's my concluding statement. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Two of the things you hate in one. Oh, boy. No one needs it. No one needs LinkedIn. That's a bit much. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening this week to Lydia's opinion about the ethics of Pokemon. Pokemon. Something for you all to ponder upon. Yay. As if we needed more ethical dilemmas in our I know, Thank right? you, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you painted. for listening to my rant on LinkedIn about how it's the worst. Fuck you, LinkedIn. <laughs> and please join our movement. Cancel LinkedIn 2022. Don't go on it. Delete your account. Don't yeah. do it. We all agree not to Resist. use LinkedIn. Resist. Free Canada. Free Canada, baby. <laughs> if you want to let us know what you think, you can head over to our Instagram, which is very.unimportant.people. You can head over to our Twitter, which is the unimportant PPL. We are on TikTok. Super easy to find us. You can do it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and, oh, you can email us which is haterscliquehere at gmail.com, which is H-A-T-R-S, clickhere at gmail.com. And last but not least, but most importantly, we are on Patreon. 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 For those of you that don't know what Patreon is, maybe you hear us mentioned all the time. You're like, Mm -hmm. what are these girls talking about? Patreon is a site where you can pay a little bit of money and you can get access to exclusive content and some benefits. You might get some special personalized messages from us maybe some swag yeah you never know but to find out you'll have to go to the patreon and subscribe so (laughs) if you want to check it out you can go to our instagram and then um our link tree which is in our instagram bio and then patreon and that's how you sign up can't wait to see you there excited looking forward to it um and that's it for us this week i hope you have a great day